0: That's heritageradionetwork.org slash 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you.
1: Today's program has been brought to you by Hearst Ranch, the nation's largest single-source supplier of free-range, all-natural, grass-fed, and grass-finished beef. For more information, visit hearstranch.com. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn,
2: Greenhorns. This is Severin, and this is Greenhorns Radio, radio for young farmers, by young farmers. I hope everyone's doing well as things are warming up and the blossoms around me are just bursting, but other places it's just turning from white to beige to mud-colored. I'm joined today on the phone by Antonia, who is in Mendocino running the California State Grange School, farm school, on a beautiful ranch called Ridgewood Ranch in Mendocino County. Welcome to the show, Antonia. Hello, Severin. Thank you you for having me on. Yay. So I think we should just get right away started talking about this program, this brand new school that you are building with your hammers and with your ladders, um, restoring a beautiful building to house the school, and what your plans are with that project. Okay. Well, our plan is in the long term to train the next
3: generation of farmers and turn American agriculture onto a sustainable path. And what we're doing is building a program that's largely modeled after what they do at the CASFIS or the agroecology program at UC Santa Cruz, which I think is a very successful model that we can look to. And so in 2016, we're going to launch our full program for the first time which will be a residential farmer training program. But between now and then, we're really just a brand new project. We didn't get our funding until October of 2013. And we're right now in the process of building infrastructure for the farm and for the farm school, student housing, tool sheds, all kinds of stuff. And um, so this year, we're doing what we're calling a practicum student program. And it's a bit like WOOFing in the sense that um, we provide room and board and education and experience, and the students are coming with kind of a work study program where um, they're providing labor on the farm. And this year, 2014, we're really focusing on the buildings and the infrastructure of the farm. And for a student who's particularly interested in learning about the design process and the building and planning, and that I think that so many woofers show up, or farm interns all over, show up at farms that have been operating for many years. And all this hidden infrastructure about where the buried pipes are and um, you know the systems are set up and established when these farmers show up, And we're in the process of building all those now. So to me, it's really exciting that we have this opportunity to build from scratch and really make a very thoughtful, well-designed farm that's going to produce a lot of efficiency.
2: So let's talk a little bit about the site there, where you are, and the context that this is happening in, Mm -hmm. um, the kind of agriculture that you're getting set up for, Mm -hmm. and it seems like that context is pretty important in terms of how we as futurists in the agricultural space um, are hoping to turn, turn, turn that path um, towards yes. sustainability. Yeah, so the type of farm we're going to be running
3: is going to be a very diversified farm. So we'll have both crops and livestock. We'll have perennials, um, orchards and berries, and also annual row crops and livestock and really complex rotations and trying to find the balance. And in some ways, I see it as very progressive and moving away from the monoculture that so much of American agriculture has moved towards. But in many ways, I also see what we're doing as throwback and going back to the way our grandparents or great-grandparents farmed, where we grow enough livestock that we have the manure that we need to maintain the f- fertility of our cropland and we grow enough crops that we're able to feed our livestock and creating the balance on the farm that it's more of a self-sustaining organism and reducing the specialization where you know someone might, if someone only raises chickens, then their manure becomes a liability. But if someone raises chickens and crops, then the manure is an asset. And finding that right balance is what we're working towards.
2: So let's talk a little bit more. I mean, having just been there a couple weeks ago and pretty much falling head over heels in love with the place, I want to make sure that we give it its fair due. Let's just talk a little bit about the site and the institutional context where this is happening, both of the Grange and of your host site. Okay, okay. Well, the ranch here is
3: called Ridgewood Ranch, and it's owned by a nonprofit group that uh, was a group of back-to-the-landers in the 1960s, and their membership in, in the, this um, Ridgewood Ranch group has gone down to where they're not working the land in the way they did 30 or 40 years ago, and um, they're really wanting to support projects like ours and see their land be well used and well cared for. And um, and so they've given us just a sweetheart deal of, the, of a lease. And us in this point is the Grange Program or Grange Organization. And um, as many of the listeners know, the Grange was founded in the 1800s as kind of like a union for farmers and a support organization for farmers. And in the last decades, the Grange had drifted away from its original purpose. And um, this project is really trying to get back to the roots of the Grange as an organization that supports farmers and uh, farmer education. And, and that's the mission for our project, is, is to educate aspiring farmers and fulfill the historical mission of the Grange.
2: So essentially, you're um, on a big ranch that had been a, a religious nonprofit and working within the framework of uh, another kind of back to the land moment in history as the Grange movement, and kind of revivifying not only this old ranch house and this previously abandoned fields adjoining in this beautiful river valley with redwoods and oak groves and moss coming down from all the trees and there's a herd the sight, of white
3: deer this sight everywhere, is but. magnificent
2: <laughs> um,
3: one of the things that I feel and I feel like this might make me sound a little hippy dippy but when I walk onto the oak covered knoll with the moss dripping from the trees or it's lichen really dripping from the trees and I stand at the top of the little knob and I'm surrounded by oak trees and I get 360 views and and it's just so beautiful. It makes me think that if gnomes and fairies exist, this is probably a place they visit. It kind of has that feeling to me. It's just an idyllic, pastoral, bucolic, beautiful, beautiful place.
2: So, how did you get the idea to pull this thing off? Or how did it come together? How does one build a new institution? Um, mm-hmm. rough and ready super grassroots um mm-hmm. kind of in the in the in the relics of um, two two very very different one a kind of back to the land religious nonprofit and one a um, a grassroots nonprofit from the eighteen sixties how mm-hmm. do you how did you come into this
3: well for me personally um I'm really living out a lifelong dream, that if you'd asked me well before I ever got involved with the Grange or with Ridgewood Ranch, if you'd asked me 10 years ago, what would you do, Antonia, if you could do anything you wanted? And I would say, I would love to create a farm school. And I hosted on my own small farm, um, I hosted through the WOOF program for almost 10 years and, and really loved having people from all over the world come and stay with me and offering them a lot of education. And that was the background that I came with. And then I started working for um, Willits Unified School District and was managing their school farm program and was also a Grange member in the town of Willits. That's the nearest town to the ranch, about six miles away from the ranch is Willits. And... um, And I was a Grange member in Willits, and the Willits Grange had given the elementary school program some funding to start a poultry project, and we were growing eggs, raising egg birds to create eggs to go into the cafeteria. And the president of California State Grange, so now we're talking about the Grange in the Sacramento office was doing a tour of the state. And he came through Willits and saw what I was doing with some Grange funding. And he was impressed and came back a month later with a film crew. And we had a whole spread and had the cover of the Grange magazine. And that was back in 2011. And then the last the two years between 2011 and 2013, um, Bob McFarland pulled together a team of ag educators from around the state. And we did a lot of very open brainstorming about how should the school be structured, what would the curriculum be, who are the students that we're serving, and and really chose to look to successful models like the agroecology program at UC Santa Cruz and see that the demand for that type of farmer education that's very practical and hands-on, that the demand far outstrips the supply. There's clearly a need for more programs like that one, and that that one has, is successful measured by many different criteria. So that we settled on a residential farmer training program. And then we started our search for the site. And we had a couple leads. We were maybe going to do it in Santa Cruz. We were maybe going to do it in Sonoma County. We looked at the site in the Gold Country foothills. And, um, and really we were just looking for the right piece of land to start the school on. And I had a relationship with, some of the landowners here, the members of the nonprofit organization at Ridgewood Ranch and talked with them some about it, and they were very supportive. And we wrote a draft lease and presented it to the, um, the Sacramento office, and it all came together. And in October of 2013, we signed our lease and started making plans for, for building the farm school on this beautiful, beautiful site.
2: So exciting. I'm excited. And some of the other things that have similarly found a habitat there at the Ridgewood Ranch are are likely to be a crossover interest for many of your attendees in the beginning stages and as the program evolves and matures. Can you talk about some of your kind of cohabitants there and the organizations that you're sharing the land with?
3: So, the ranch is 5,000 acres, and there are multiple nonprofit groups that are holding leases. And one of them is the Ecology Action Group, and they host residential interns that teach grow bio intensive agriculture. And in many ways, the programs are similar in that they're both agriculture focused and they're both residential farmer training programs. But then, where we differ is in the methodologies and that. The grow bio-intensive agriculture is um, completely non-mechanized. They do all their watering by hand. They do all their soil working by hand. and, um, And they're really focused on getting the absolute highest yields possible from the smallest area. And it's a very, very good method for urban or suburban people that have tiny yards and want to maximize their production with very limited space. And it's also a really wonderful method in areas of the developing world where it's kind of like, you either grow your food or you don't eat, because, um, because the yield per area is so high. And so many of the interns that come to the Ecology Action Program are coming from developing parts of the world. And they have people from Kenya and Ghana and Sri Lanka and Ecuador. And um, and really throughout Africa and um, the Peru, Bolivia, Ecuador part of the world, the Ecology Action Program has really taken hold. And this is sort of their core training program. It shares the ranch with us. It's literally a, um, a two-minute walk from one site to the next. And then there's the Trail Program, which is a therapeutic riding program. And there's another man that... Um, does cheese making, and had previously had a dairy herd. And there's a beautiful, modern dairy facility, which we may um, start to use for the Grange Farm School project eventually. And, um, and there's so much infrastructure here from the 1960s and 70s that is currently being underutilized. And we're working towards helping the land um, really serve its full capacity. And I think there's so much potential for sort of cross-pollination between the different students, and we can have the Grange Farm School students, who I think are primarily going to be domestic Americans, coming to the school, and um, and they'll get to interact with the Ecology Action interns, and and really compare methods and and see what works and pull the best from from each.
2: Well, and, of course, the interactions between these different parts of the farming world on the landscape will be hopefully evolving as a tapestry of appropriate applications and appropriate uses in in different contexts. And the permaculturists can take on suburbia and the ecological um, or the John Jevons uh, or whatever they call it, ecology action folks will be taking on the parts of the problem that are most appropriate to their skills in super low-input environments and low-water environments. And the family farmers will be in the foothills, and the bigger crop producers, row crop producers, more mechanized producers, will be in the larger-scale acreages, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah,
3: that sounds great. (laughs)
2: That's what we're all working towards. That's what we're all working towards. Well, so I wanted to ask you, how do, how do I sign up? How do people get involved? Um, what kind of positions are available right now? And mm-hmm. um, what, are, what, what are you looking for in, in the candidates who are applying?
3: So we are definitely looking for applicants now. In the May through October time period for 2014, we're hosting practicum students. And we have the capacity to host up to 10. As far as housing facilities in our own budget, we're able to offer a no tuition room and board option for the first four. And then we're hoping that these applicants can go to their own home community grange to get a sponsorship um, so that we can get up to our full 10. And I think the majority of our practicum students are going to have a farm building and crop focus. This year, we're only doing a small test plot about a half acre of vegetables and then doing a lot of building and focusing on design and planning and really looking for the best efficiencies. And um, students will work part time in kind of a work study Um, program with with the farm building process. But there's also an option for students in other disciplines, and we're hoping that we'll have some applicants that come to us with a really creative proposal. Um, It could be somebody from a media studies or advertising program who needs a senior project and they would like to document the process that we're doing. Or we had a a young woman up here who's studying fashion design, and we were talking about how agriculture and fashion are linked and how so much of the natural fibers are produced by farmers and um, and what is, you know, talking about creating the links between the farm to, you know, spinning the wool and making the cloth and getting it to the clothing designer and and so i thought that her ideas of how she could be involved with the farm as a fashion student or it could be an ecology student who wants to look at how our farming operation affects the ecology around the farming area and what's happening to water quality in the creek next to the field or what's happening to bird populations as we're bringing in more equipment and making more noise and disturbance and this field that had previously been essentially abandoned, occasionally used for for grazing, but not really seeing much human activity there until we came along. So these creative proposals could um, could be even more broad than what I've described. And we hope that we'll get some applicants for that. And then as we move on into 2015, we're going to be offering some short programs. And the students can um, come for a more abbreviated time, similar to what we'll launch in 2016 of the full nine month program. And, um, and we're going to be, in 2015, transitioning away from so much of a building focus and more into crop and livestock production. And we're going to do our first marketing in 2015, build our farm stand, start visiting farmers markets. And so for the very agriculture-focused um, students, 2015 could be a great time to come. And then in 2016, we're launching our full program and we're going to teach production skills for the field and crops and livestock and pasture management and all that kind of thing, but also industrial arts, things like carpentry and welding and tractor maintenance, and then also the business and marketing skills that are essential to any successful farm business. And then throughout all of that, we're hosting short-term workshops. Um, This year, we're going to be hosting a workshop on raising chickens and managing pastured poultry. We'll be hosting another one on how to build a hoop house and manage it for best season extension practices. Earlier this year, we hosted a workshop on orchard care and um, pruning. And um, so these short-term workshops can be a great way for somebody who's not ready to dedicate months and months of their life to Come and just have a short stay for oh, a day or a few days and uh, get their foot in the door.
2: So, getting your foot in the door, either into agriculture or into a communications role or a coordination role, as we know of these many unfurling and increasingly complex farm based businesses and distribution and processing, in fabrication, in slaughtering, in all the many and various parts of the business of getting a new supply chain, um, a revived supply chain in place locally and regionally. All that takes a lot of work, and not all of it is outdoors. So it's wonderful for you guys to be um, designing your program to reflect the kind of community of players. So people can come online. We have one more minute, so I want to make sure you get your web address in. Do you want to give it? Yeah,
3: so people can visit us on the web at californiagrange.org slash school or a Google search for Grange Farm School brings us up pretty easily.
2: Awesome. Grange Farm School. Well, thank you so much, Antonia, for being here together and I look forward to seeing you sometime soon.
3: I look forward to seeing you. May I please give out my email address as well? Sure. Okay. I can be reached at farm director at farmdirectoratcaliforniagrange.org. And my name's Antonia.
2: Have fun and have fun, everybody. Join up on the Grange. Please Bye-bye. join us. Apply to be a practicum student. Bye-bye.
1: Thanks for listening to this program on heritageradionetwork.org.